Hi everybody. Welcome to Ancient Prophets Modern Message. My name is Dave Ward. I'm your host. I guess by now those of you who stuck with me as we've looked at the Minor Prophets will know how this works. We have a four-part format. We start off by reading a scripture from one of the Minor Prophets. Then we think about what we've read. Then we use what, uh, what we've thought about as a foundation so we can pray. And then finally, we look at how we might practically live out what we've learned in our everyday lives. This is the next in series eight of the podcast, where we're looking at Micah, words of judgment and hope. Micah, part three, new leader, new kingdom. God promises that one day there'll be a new leader who will rescue his people and build a new kingdom across the world. We're reading from Micah, chapter two, verses 12 to 13. And also chapter 4, verses 1 to 4. Someday, O Israel, I will gather you. I will gather the remnant who are left. I'll bring you together again like sheep in a pen, like a flock in its pasture. Yes, your land will again be filled with noisy crowds. Your leader will break out and lead you out of exile, out through the gates of the enemy cities, back to your own land. Your king will lead you. The Lord himself will guide you. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all, the most important place on earth. It'll be raised above the other hills, and people from all over the world will stream there to worship. People from many nations will come and say, Come, let's go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For the Lord's teaching will go out from Zion. His word will go out from Jerusalem. The Lord will mediate between peoples and will settle disputes between strong nations far away. They will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will no longer fight against nation, nor train for war anymore. Everyone will live in peace and prosperity, enjoying their own grapevines and fig trees, for there will be nothing to fear. The Lord of Heaven's armies has made his promise. When I first read chapter 4, verse 4 of Malachi, I was reminded of a song from a musical. The musical in question is Hamilton, and the song is One Last Time, sung by George Washington as he contemplates stepping down as president after everything that has been achieved. It goes like this, like the scripture says, Everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. They'll be safe in the nation we've made. 
Just as Washington reflects on the infant USA, with all his hopes and dreams for something better than what went before, a land of freedom and security for its people, so Micah suddenly interjects some really hopeful stuff into his narrative of judgment. By now, I guess, we've grown accustomed to the normal pattern of the prophecies of the minor prophets. Chapters and chapters of judgments, with just a glimmer of hope thrown in at the end. Or, in the case of Nahum, no hope at all. Micah kicks things off in chapter 2 with the image of a new leader who will lead the people from exile into their own land. But the land is not like the old land. It's a better place. A place where Jerusalem, the symbol of God's presence on the earth, will become the leading place in all the world. Because of God's presence being so clearly seen in Jerusalem, Micah paints a picture of people streaming to see God, people wanting to live God's way. Nations living at peace with each other. Although in the short term, the Jews have experienced exile, return and rebuilding the nation, it's clear that we haven't arrived at the kind of nation that Micah is talking about yet. The kind of new nation that Micah envisages is not yet obviously in existence. In the writings of the prophets up to this time, the Messiah had been a shadowy figure. From this point on, he takes a more prominent place in the writings of the prophets. The early church saw the life, death and resurrection of Jesus foretold in many of the prophets. After Jesus' ascension, it very quickly realised that it was metaphorically the new Jerusalem, which would draw all people to God. As they carried the gospel from Jerusalem to Judea, Samaria and the ends of the earth, they remembered what Jesus had said in Matthew 5.14. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. It wasn't the temple on Mount Zion in Jerusalem which was destroyed in 60 AD, to which all the nations would be drawn, but to the living church of Jesus, wherever it went in the world, carrying the kingdom of God with it, culminating in the scene in Revelation 21-2, where God's presence comes down to earth like a holy city, the new Jerusalem. So this is a prophecy about the enlarging of God's kingdom, moving from something that was just for the Jews to displaying God's love for the whole world, just as God had promised to Abraham so many years before when he said, all the families on earth will be blessed through you. And so we pray. Lord, we long for the day when all people turn to you, when your kingdom comes in its fullness, bringing peace and justice among the nations. Until that day dawns, help us to be kingdom people, 
resembling Jesus in our thoughts, speech and actions, bringing the peace and justice of God's kingdom into the places where we live and work for God's glory. Amen. Finally, something to think about. What sort of person do I need to be to model the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden? Am I more like Jesus now than I was when I first followed him? And a final prayer. Father, keep me constantly aware of your loving presence wherever I go today. Jesus, help me to resemble you in the things I do, think and say with all the people I will meet today. Spirit, open my eyes to see you at work in the world and prompt me to join in with what I see. Amen. Thank you.